Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's podcast is going to be, um, well, I hope it's encouraging for you. This is something that I've kind of been wrestling with. I feel like I had a bit of a breakthrough um, a couple days ago, so I wanted to share with you. I want to talk to you guys just about anxiety and anxiousness and... (laughs) It's just how I I don't really understand how even the most strong of Christians can't have a little bit of anxiety right now. There's so much weight um, that I feel like is on my shoulders, on my chest. The thing is 99.9999% of it, I cannot control and I cannot affect. And so I usually am pretty good at identifying that and being like, okay, Britt, what's the big elephant on your chest? Well, it's these five things. Well, guess what? 4.75 of these you have no control over. You can't change them. So how do we change this? And usually what I do is I adjust my focus because what you focus on is what you become and what you focus on is the biggest thing in your world. And so I usually am like, okay, what am I seeing? Like, what am I scrolling through on social media? What am I watching? What movies, what television? Um, I haven't watched the news in a long time, but it's like, what am I watching? Is that reinforcing peace or is that reinforcing anxiousness? Even if it's scripted, even scripted things, you guys can rob us of all of our peace. It's under the disguise of entertainment. I did my air quotes. Um, Those of you listening on the podcast cannot see this, but I also put these up on YouTube and on the video, I totally did air quotes at the wrong time. But anyway, under the disguise of entertainment. So we kind of tend to not hold it to the same standard, but I just want to encourage you guys because I know for me, sometimes when I'm feeling so weighty, so anxious, so much anxiety, when I check in with what I am watching on TV, even if it's entertaining, is it serving you? Like I, there are a couple shows that are super intense that I've, that are scripted. They're fake. They're not real, but they're actually not adding to my peace. They're adding to that stressful state that I'm trying to get out of. So I try to be mindful of that. And then what I listen to, whether it's podcasts or music, like are the things that I'm listening to and the things that are coming in through these two holes on the side of my head, Is that making me feel better? Is that making me feel more peaceful? Even pop music right now, you guys, when you look up the lyrics, you're like, well, that's not very wholesome. And I'm not saying that you have to cut everything out of your life. I'm just saying for me, I definitely know my um, triggers, so to speak. I hate that word, but I know these things that trigger me into feeling um, more anxious. And I know the things that fuel and feed my anxiety. And so usually what I do is I check in I make necessary adjustments, and then immediately I feel peaceful. Immediately that night I can go to bed and I feel relaxed and I feel wonderful. But lately I've been checking in on all of those things. I've been, you know, checking in with myself. And unfortunately, it's not helping. And I'm like, what is going on? Because usually I am really good at, um, you know, I've learned to be very self-aware and check in with myself and then just pivot, make adjustments, make some changes. And for whatever reason, it just hasn't been happening. It hasn't been working. And I've been really frustrated. And so um, I got up early the other morning and I was spending time in the word and just praying and, you know, nothing too crazy, but I was just like trying to create space because I'm like, Lord, what is going on? I'm just feeling it's not fun. Like life is not fun and life isn't always going to be fun, but 
100% you can have peace in the midst of pain. And I just was feeling not peaceful, just super anxious. And I just was hating it. Like, I don't know about you guys, but it's not enjoyable. It's like, I feel like I can't take a deep breath and it's just, it's agitating. And I don't feel like I'm my best self. I don't feel like I'm giving my best self to my husband and my daughter and my family and my friends and my work. And it was just agitating me. And so I got up um, the other morning and was just praying. And I was immediately directed to 2 Corinthians 12 verses 8 and 10. And it says, three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness. I delight in weaknesses in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, I am strong. And I was immediately taken back to last year, um, February of 2020, technically end of January, but February 2020, um, we lost our first baby girl. Devastating, devastating. And I remember this verse was one of the ones that I stood on a lot because I was like, I'm so weak. I have nothing left to give. I am a shell of a woman right now because I lost my baby, you know, like I, I'm devastated. And I remember looking at this and being like, the, the hope that I had in that really dark time was, man, I'm so weak and I have nothing left. The good news is as soon as I acknowledge that, God is free to come in and take over and I can lean into him and borrow his strength. And I was thinking about it too during that season and even today. You know, one of the beautiful things about marriage and one of my favorite things about marriage and especially being married to Kellen is Kellen and I are, we, we're very good compliments to one another in that we are not the same but we complement each other very well. Our strengths and our weaknesses are essentially opposite completely. He's like super, super man of faith, no fear out there. Like you could say maybe on the extreme end, a little reckless. I am someone who's on the negative end worried and whatnot, but on the positive I'm the one who's a little bit more like, let's think this through. Let's pause. Basically, he's a little bit more impulsive and let's just do it and we'll figure it out along the way. And I'm more of like, well, let's just take a little time out and let's just plan this out a little. Both are good and both have their place. But if you only are impulsive or if you're only looking and weighing at the risks, you'll never accomplish anything. So the beauty of marriage um, and of my marriage, and one thing I'm super grateful for is the fact that Kellen and I we all as human beings are not perfect. Therefore, we have our blind spots. And because Kellen and I are so different, we tend to really cover each other's blind spots. Now, on the opposite end of that, if you choose not to look at it as a positive, there are a lot of people who drive each other crazy and are at each other's throats because you're not like me. You don't think like me. You don't do things like me. You don't clean up like me. You don't organize like me. Whatever it is, it drives me crazy. But if you can look on more of a macro scale, like look beyond leaving clothes on the floor or beyond, you know, keep putting something back in the fridge where they got it, usually those people, you have different strengths. And the beauty of that is, for example, I'm not very good at confrontation. And what I mean by that is just talking to people in general. <laughs> if you know me at all, you know that I am definitely more of an introvert and um, I like that. 
But in that, there are some days and some times where I need to, to accomplish what I need to get done, I need to be able to talk to someone. I need to be able to express myself or to get a point across. That's not always my strength. And so that's where Kellen comes in and his strength as being super social, very direct, really good at communication. And I can lean into that strength of his. So if I am, you know, busy with a few different things that I'm, I need to call, let's just hypothetically say I need to call to set up an appointment for the car to go in and my brain is everywhere. Well, I would call and be like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Hang up, but not really have all the details. Whereas Kellen can call and really set the time, set the day. He can ask all the questions, ask how much it's going to cost. How long is it going to take? That's his strength. And the beauty of our relationship is that we know this about each other now. I feel like there's definitely frustration at parts of our relationship. And now it's like, oh, that's the way you're wired. And I see the beauty in that. I can either look at it as frustrating because you're not wired the same way as me, or I can look at it as, man, this is awesome because you're not the same as me. It really is all a matter of perspective. And so in that same way that I can press in and lean into Kellen's strengths, They're not just his anymore. Because we are married and because we are one, we now get to kind of press in and like kind of fluctuate between our strengths. So technically, when we're keeping God at the center and we're healthy, we always can come at things from a strong place because when one of us is weak, the other one can kind of take over and carry that weight. And I just look at that the same way with God where it's like the sooner I can acknowledge my weakness It is not Kellen's job to manage my anxiety. He can help me with phone calls, but I can't press into him just because he isn't anxious in this moment. Yes, I can ask him to pray. And yes, I can get a hug from him. And yes, he can hold me for a minute. But it's also not his responsibility to make my heart feel better. It's his responsibility to to try to protect my heart and love my heart. But there are certain things that only God can do. And when it comes to my anxiety and my anxiousness and just the the heaviness that I'm feeling, you know what, guys, that's a deep place that only God can touch. Kellen can't touch those. If he can for a second, but there isn't that long-term change. And so when I was brought back to this scripture that I really stood on in that hard season last year, I really was encouraged. And I hope that that can encourage you where if you're feeling weak, if you're feeling just stressed out, full of anxiety, stress, you, I do recommend, like I, like I said before, maybe do a little um, focus check, a little focus inventory. What are you focusing on? What are you making time for? Because honestly, you are making time for everything. If you feel like, gosh, I have no time, but you're caught up to date on the latest show or the latest podcast or the latest YouTube video, well, guess what? You you do have time. You're just a, you're just um, allotting that time for maybe something else that isn't serving you. And so I would just challenge you today. And the reason why I'm challenging you is because this is where I have been being challenged. And I often find that if God is challenging me in an area, I'm not the only one. I feel like sometimes he speaks to us individually. Well, I don't feel like it. I know sometimes he speaks to us individually. And sometimes he speaks to us kind of corporately as his body and 
I just know for me, he's been pulling me and calling me and pressing upon my heart to make time for him. I feel like it's so easy, especially, you know, as like a new mom. And if you have multiple children or a job and kids or whatever it is, I mean, maybe you're single, but you have, you're in school, whatever it is, it's very easy for us to be like, gosh, I just don't have time. But if you look around, all you have is time. It's just what are you putting in each time slot for every second of every day? And I'm not telling you like, you know, Go in an hour late to your job or don't study for a test or ignore your kids. Please hear me. I'm just saying, look at where your time is being invested and are there maybe areas where, shoot, you know what? I could set my alarm for 10 minutes earlier. I could do this. And the reason why I bring up setting an alarm for a little earlier is God has really, 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 it's been a challenge, you guys. And maybe he's been pressing this upon your heart. So take this as your sign, obey, don't delay. But he's really been impressing upon my heart like, hey, Britt, I want you to wake up earlier. I'm a sleeper. I like to sleep. Quality of sleep since having a child is not the same. She sleeps through the night. I am blessed beyond belief. However, just because she sleeps through the night doesn't mean that my job stops when she goes to bed. That's the time, usually at night when she goes to bed, that I'm like, you know, doing the dishes, cleaning up, whatever. And so, but she does nonetheless sleep all night. And God was kind of impressing on my heart for a while. He has been. And he's like, hey, Britt, like, you can wake up a little earlier. I know you have an anxious heart. I know that you have anxiety. I am the one who has the answers. I'm the one that has the relief. But when are you making time for me? And that's not to say that I don't listen to worship music all day long or podcasts or, or um, you know, messages from church, multiple churches. I do, but there is nothing that will take the place of our one-on-one undivided attention with God. And I just was not making time for that because I was tired, honestly, and I didn't want to get up. And those are all valid things. And I don't think that, I mean, I'm definitely not hitting a home run every single day, but I do think that there's something to be said about, you know, you can tell what you value by where you spend your time, time and your money. And it's kind of like you can tell if you have good habits or bad habits about where you spend your most valuable resources, which are time and money, you know? And for me, even with my eating, like there, I noticed like, wow, I've been slipping in a lot of areas. I've been slipping in my, in my devotion time. And I'm not, I mean, it's, again, it's understandable. You have a child. And, and I think that that's the other thing too, that I've kind of been like, wow, I, oh, I kind of am wrestling with is only, you know, what your capacity is. So for me, Of course, if you tell someone, gosh, my walk with God just isn't what it used to be. I have a six-month-old. Yeah, that makes sense that it's not going to be the same as it was when you were married. Or even when you get married, like my walk is not the same. And not even my walk is not the same, but like my devotion time looks different. Or the time that I have like one-on-one, my undivided God attention um, and God time looks different with a spouse or with a child or when I'm in school or when I'm working full time. And I'm not, I'm not saying to let those things slide. Cause I think it was in my last podcast that God does not, I truly believe God doesn't bless us and then say, pick one. That would be so mean. And what if you gave someone a gift that you really wanted them to play with? And then you said, okay, 
I'm so resentful that you're using, that you're playing with that thing or that you're using that and not spending time with me. Then it would be like, what's the point of the gift? So I'm not saying that, but one thing God's really been imparting and impressing upon me is like, Hey Britt, you have more capacity than you are allowing yourself to. And so on one hand, I'm like, I feel like I have nothing. And he's like, Hey, that's all I want. But then on the other hand, he goes, okay, cool. I want to pull you a little deeper. And I'm like, I don't think I have the capacity. And he's like, if you really want it, you'll make time for it. And so I set my alarm early the other morning and I got up early and I went downstairs in the dark. My husband was asleep. My daughter was asleep. My dog was asleep. The sun wasn't out yet. Everything was still and quiet. And I wanted so badly to be cuddling my warm heater of a husband in our bed, but I got up and I went downstairs and I had my journal and I had my devotional and I had my Bible and I sat down and I just prayed and I said, God, I am here. And I didn't have a heart of resentment or I don't want to be here. I feel like if you just don't want to be there, then don't do it. I mean, no one wants, it's kind of like if you, if you want someone to do something with you, a friend or your spouse, and you're like, can you do this with me? And then they show up and they don't want to be there and they make it worse. You're like, I wish we wouldn't have even done it because your bad attitude is outweighing the fun that I wanted to have. So I did have a bad attitude, but I did just sit there and I say, God, I'm tired. I'm so tired. Like I'm not in the habit of getting up early and I'm exhausted, but I really do want to spend time with you. I miss you. I miss our time together. And I know that you go throughout my whole day with me all day, every day, but we haven't really had this uninterrupted time. And I really would just ask that this would just be a really special time that you would just fill me up, that I would be a better wife and mom today as I go throughout my day. But would you just, would you just come hang out with me this morning? Will you just come, you know, and just I just want to love on you. I know you're going to love on me. And I just really want this to be a special time together. And it was in that morning, in that quietness, when I was tired, my eyes were still blurry and my voice was all scratchy. And it was in that moment that God really came down and met with me. And he didn't just meet with me there. He alleviated all of my anxiousness all of my anxiety, my worried heart, maybe the fear, the overwhelmed, just everything that was weighing and a burden on me. I just said, hey, will you take this from me? And what I will say is that I've, I ask him that all the time. Hey, will you take this from me? Hey, will you do this? But usually it's in the busyness of a day. So I'll, I'll yell out a prayer to him or I'll pray to him in the car. But there's not that quiet time and that quality quiet time that I can really hear his response back. And so I just want to encourage you guys. I'm not telling you you have to get up early in the morning. I'm not telling you to because it looks different for everybody. So please don't hear that I'm like, this is how you need to do it. I'm not. What I'm saying is just maybe create five minutes of space. Create five minutes of space to just quiet your heart and be like, hey, is there anything that you need of me in this season or one of me? Is there anything you desire of me in this season, God? Because at the end of the day, my heart always is, I want to just do and be who he's called me to be. And I want to do what he's called me to do. So some, how will I know that if I can't hear him? How will I know that if I don't create space to say, 
to, to hear what he has to say about those things. So I just really want to challenge and encourage you guys that if you've been feeling the same way, maybe this is your sign. If you've been feeling like you need to get up a little earlier, only you know how much earlier, you know the time. I don't know any of that. That's between you and God. Or maybe it's at night. Or maybe it's in the middle of the day. Or maybe God will say, hey, you're doing perfectly wonderful right where you're at. I am proud of you. You're doing wonderful. Just keep doing it. And that's great too. I just know for me, I've just been feeling so weighed down with anxiety. Simultaneously, God has been calling me and pressing upon me like, hey, wake up earlier and spend time with me. And I haven't done it. And the anxiety hasn't gone away. And then wouldn't you know it, when I actually listened and actually obeyed, all of it went away. So I love you guys so much. I hope you're doing wonderfully and fantastic and well. I'm praying for you guys as always. And if you're having some anxiety, just real quick, do a little inventory check. What are you seeing and scrolling? What are you um, watching on TV? What are you listening to? Um, Are you eating good foods? Are you exercising your body? I mean, all those things contribute to how we feel in our mind. And are you setting up your mind for success or to continue to be anxious and full of anxiety? And if not, hey, I believe in you. I think you can make those changes. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. But love you guys so much, and I'll see you next week. Bye.